Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, live across the Palmetto State, this is the SC Sports Show on the South Carolina Radio Network with your hosts, Lawton Swan and Will Pelagic. To be part of the show, call 866-640-9478 or connect with us at SC Sports Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now your hosts, Lawton Swan and Will Pelagic. It is the SC Sports Show, South Carolina Radio Network on a Tuesday, the 14th day of May 2019, as we chat to you about the sports in the Palmetto State. Love to have you on the SC Sports line, 866-640-9478. Along with Lawton Swan, I am Will Pelagic. Colin Taylor of Gamecock Central, his usual Tuesday spot will come to us uh, coming up in about 14 minutes from now. We'll ask him about the likelihood that the Gamecocks will be playing baseball at this time next week in Hoover, Alabama, side of the SEC baseball tournament. Some interesting news about the future of the ACC baseball tournament, which will no longer this year or after this year be held in Durham. Uh, some future news involving that. Clemson is in the ACC tournament next week in Durham, but as far as the week beyond, we don't know because of the fact that their NCAA tournament prospects are somewhat perilous at this point, Swanee, but they can at least do a long way into not only holding serve tonight, but over the course of the next three days following tomorrow with a home series concluding the regular season against Wake Forest. And as we said, they play tonight down by the beach. Yeah, for for really both teams, I mean, it's it's been a struggle, and we've talked about that. And Wasn't it 1973? Did we agree upon that as the year? Probably the, the year that... At Both least, teams did not make the tournament. Is that right? That, that, that seems to be the year that sticks out That's more than any. That's the Nixon administration. Yeah. Put that into perspective for a minute. Nixon was president. So, again, Clemson's got a good chance, I think, if they play well tonight against the Coastal Carolina, and then obviously they'll need to win, I think, at least two out of three against Wake Forest. But, man, if the Tigers were to finish two and two in their final four games or even one and three, well, they may join the Gamecocks on the outside of postseason play. Yeah, it's weird. The Gamecocks have not missed the SEC tournament since 1996. Coincidentally, that year, the Clemson team got the College World Series and obviously the Atlantic Regional Champions getting themselves in a 2-2 two two record in Omaha, lost twice to Miami and wins against Oklahoma and Alabama. And that was a team, of course, that had, amongst others, big major league pitcher Chris Benson of very big Clemson fame, the team that went 51-17 and 17 on the year under Jack Leggett. 866-640-9478 is the number to get in touch with us. Uh, South Carolina, really this game tonight means absolutely nothing. They play USC Upstate again. Their sights are this weekend against Mississippi State in Stark Vegas. That should be, again, 
where their minds are focused. Uh, they said the pitching tonight is going to be a little bit dicey uh, because of what they have left over. And again, more injuries to the pitching staff continuing. Also an injury on the infield. George Khalil still in concussion protocol. They're expecting him back at least by the end of the weekend, but he will not be able to start for the Gamecocks. They open the weekend for them. Right now, as it sits, three teams are tied at 7-20 and in SEC play with one spot remaining between Alabama, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Now, a three-way tie gives the final spot to Alabama as it sits right now. A South Carolina and Kentucky head-to-head tie would give this would give the tie break to the Gamecocks because South Carolina's two out of three series victory over Kentucky last weekend. Alabama would hold a head-to-head tie break with South Carolina because the Crimson Tide beat South Carolina in Tuscaloosa two out of three earlier this season. The Gamecocks, as we said at Mississippi State, Bama is a Georgia, Kentucky hosting Vanderbilt. All three teams going up against ranked opponents, Swanee. I don't know how you believe this one shakes itself out, but right now uh, the Gamecocks have uh, a tough, tough sledding because that is one of the toughest ballparks to win at in all of college baseball. Yeah, and that's a good Mississippi State ball club too, so keep that in mind when you go into it. And you know, Quite frankly, I think this is just going to be a, a year, a mulligan. You, it's kind of like you're just going to have to punt. Don't worry about it. At this point, there's no need to sit back and, and – fuss and and you know moan and groan about what's happened it's it's all in the rear view essentially now for the Gamecocks so I think that's where that fan base has got to be and by the way for any Clemson Tiger fans listening Tigers off to a quick start Logan Davidson with a home run in the top of the first inning giving Clemson a one nothing lead as they head to the bottom of the first there against Coastal Carolina this evening and it's interesting about Coastal Carolina because we talked about this about them earlier in the season is that you know they're a team that takes advantage of its standing with its great ballpark in Myrtle Beach. They play the ballpark by the beach tournament at the beginning of every year. They're willing to travel to other places during the season. They were up at Illinois. I think they have also a home-and-home with North Carolina on the books. So it's not as if they don't try to make the most out of the fact that they now play in a conference that doesn't exactly cater to them when it comes to RPI gainers, but it really has hurt them. Their conference has hurt them really for the first time this year because of the fact that they've taken some L's that they don't necessarily normally take. Yeah, and and I think about, you know, maybe what to not just that program, but that university, their baseball club means to them. Yeah. And maybe the argument given what they have done in recent memory with the national championship, uh, it may be as important to the coastal fans maybe more so than even Clemson uh, Clemson baseball or South Carolina well, baseball to the fans at those respective schools. Well, it's been there. It's kind of been their meal ticket to relevance is what it has been. And, you know, I know why they made the decision to join the Sun Belt. They did it uh, again so they can play D1 football, so they can go to bowl games. They're sponsoring a bowl game now when it comes to uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl that will take place here in the next coming years. And the, the redo of the, the stadium out there is certainly a big part of that. But you kind of wonder, and this, this is going to kind of have a, a theme. This is a permeating theme when it comes throughout the rest of this program because I have a couple of, a couple of topics in line that, that kind of run a, a crew to this. Decisions that are for maybe the greater good, but they sacrifice something that was 
very important to a program, to a city, to something of that nature. So you okay? So you're going to coach me up on this? Well, I, I'm saying I have a couple of things. Okay, I have a couple of things out I'm there. I'm intrigued. In the I'm taking the bait. A couple of things out there in the offing. One involves golf. Okay. One involves the National Football League, and some also involving the NBA. But again, I think from Coastal's perspective, no, I'm not saying the Big South is something that necessarily was something that really gave you a lot of of hope. Obviously, from that perspective. But again, it's it's making that move and it's like, okay, now, now that you're in the Sun Belt, it's like, okay, what are you doing here? You're not necessarily known for baseball. And I know you're doing everything you possibly can to, to make things happen there. But in my mind, I just, I wonder where you go from here. If you're Gary Gilmore squad. Well, and I've got some thoughts too. I'd like to get into just with what it's like to have to deal with that town, that environment and everything that goes on. And I know they're in Conway, but still, being in and around that Myrtle Beach scene. Yeah, and talking to Joe Mowgli about this over the time I've been here, they need to do a better job of communicating the fact that, hey, you know, we're in Myrtle Beach. It's not just we're in Conway. They need to use the beach more to their advantage than they haven't necessarily done that, at least to this point uh, in the transition. 866-640-9478 as we continue here on a Tuesday. Colin Taylor, Gamecock Center, joins us from Founders Park when we come back here on the SC Sports Show, South Carolina Radio Network. South Carolina Radio Network. Log Swan, Will Pelagic with you uh, on the precipice, Will, of the NBA draft lottery tonight, which I'm looking forward to. Mm -hmm. But first, our main man, Colin Taylor, checks in with us here from Gamecock Central. CT, what's up, buddy? How we doing? Man, good, good. Doing well. Looking at tonight, Colin, I I don't want to say tonight is meaningless, but... The importance certainly pales in comparison to the weekend and uh, obviously looking at kind of the way that you've looked at this week and looking at some of the other things that have have been. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Written about tonight's game, I almost feel like you really haven't seen a kind of punt midweek game like this one just because of the fact that it seems like the pitching will be an interesting experiment. And, and this is obviously a team that we've talked about for a while. It's just not currently healthy right now. Yeah, and it, they're not healthy, and they're getting guys some rest, and they're putting all their eggs into this weekend's basket. Um, just you, you've seen that from the lineup. You see that from starting Parker Coyne, who's never started a game before in his college career. So um, I don't want to say they're mailing this game in because as a player, you never mail a game in. But um, they are focused almost wholeheartedly on this weekend and trying to take one, if not two, if not three games down at Mississippi State. Just from your perspective, Colin, 
what does South Carolina need to do to ensure its, its best foot is forward? Because, I mean, it's not like any of these three teams is playing uh, – an advantageous matchup. I mean, Alabama has a, a tough road to hoe when it comes to playing at Georgia, and of course, Kentucky has Vanderbilt at home, which we know how good they are. It, it seems to me that that one does themselves wonders, two could maybe make them go to Hoover. Yeah, and I mean, all three of these teams battling for that last spot are going up against teams that will host and could be national seed. Um, so. You look at it, and South Carolina's got to win one more game than Alabama this weekend and do the same, if not better, than Kentucky. So you got to win one game. Um, that's a given no matter what. So two games probably get you in, like you said, um, just because I can't say either one of those teams, other teams winning a series against those opponents. So you got to win one game and hope Alabama gets swept is, is really what it ultimately probably will come down to unless South Carolina ends up, ends up winning a series against the top five team. You know, Colin, I was saying a few minutes ago that perhaps South Carolina fans and uh, how they feel about this season may be best just to go ahead and punt, but given what you're giving, you know, what you're telling us about this baseball club, they certainly hadn't given up uh, the opportunity to, to maybe close this season with a bang. No, and, and they're kind of relishing this moment. I mean, it's not, they're, I guess, playing the hand they're dealt at this point. You know, they're still in their minds a lot to play for and, I think this season has been weird because this team actually likes each other and enjoys playing with each other. and um, They're still having as much fun as you can when you're you know, 7 and 20 at SEC play. Um, it's very different than other years in the past where they had missed the tournament where team was you know, a little fractured or, or what else, so there was some division. So um, they, they certainly see an opportunity in, in front of them, and I think they would love nothing more, especially T.J. Hopkins, Jake Olsen, and Chris Cohen to go down and win a game and, and potentially win a series against a team that has a legitimate shot at winning a national title this year. Colin Taylor, Gamecock Central, joining us here on SC Sports. And again, on last weekend, they did win a series against Kentucky. We uh, we would be remiss to mention that. And I think that, you know, just saying that uh, out loud is something I think that at points of this season we didn't think we'd be able to say – has this team, at least from a confidence standpoint, turned a corner? I know they're not getting anything back that necessarily would, would change their fortunes dramatically, but it does seem like uh, they've taken a, a significant bunker mentality to the way this season's turned for them. Yeah, and I think that anytime you're, you can go, I can think Kingston said, anytime you can go into a locker room and, and celebrate a little bit, makes you feel a little bit better, you know. It's, it's, it's not fun to go to practice and, and games sometimes when you're on a two-game skid, three-game skid, or I think they got up to a seven-game skid at some point. That's not fun. Um, so I think this is – kind of got the monkey off their back a little bit and, and gave them something, a little bit of breath of fresh air, if you will, for the final, what, four games of the season. You know, a lot of times, Colin, when we look at college football and the, the, the opportunity to play in a bowl game and the, the advantages that gives you in terms of practice time and just kind of building for the future – I mean, what, if anything, can South Carolina do moving forward that might help for the 20, 2019, I guess, 2020 season? It's, it's get to Hoover. It's get into a position and potentially win a few games in there because baseball is the ultimate sample size sport. It's the ultimate, and you just kind of got to get out there and, and do it. And to use a much same cliche, it's a, it's a developmental game. So it's <laughs> your young players, you have to get out there and they have to do it. And, and a game at Hoover – two games in Hoover, three games in Hoover will certainly give them a chance to do that, to get more at-bats against really good pitching, to get 
you know, more experience going against really good hitters. And, and that can only, I think, breed positive things in the future. For using a must-champ cliche, Colin Taylor now owes 25 cents to the <laughs> as-yet-unministered <laughs> SC Sports Show Kangaroo Court. So I think that'll, that, that's fair. That's honestly fair. Okay. Just want to make sure that you were aware of that. Uh, I Speaking of, of football, I mean, this is something that more comes across your colleagues, Wes Mitchell and Chris Clark's desk, but I did want to at least give you a, a chance to comment on the fact that uh, South Carolina is at least in the hunt on the transfer portal for running back, former Clemson running back Tavian Feaster. And I don't know if you have any read on, on how this might go, but if I'm Will Muschamp, I am putting every resource I possibly can to, to getting this guy on campus because I still look at the running back room and I don't see – anybody who I mean I, I think that Feaster he could walk in and start against North Carolina if he walked into that Gamecock running back room now I mean I think yeah um just because Rico Dowell's shown he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy for long stretches and after him um there's really no feature back Ron Denson's been good and, and some of the young guys have shown flashes but if you can land a Feaster now granted I don't have any inside information that's better served for Chris and Wes who do a really great job but um that guy can step in, and he he's been through the wars. He's played in some pretty massive games, um, and and he could step in, and he has the talent and the knowledge and the skill set to be a feature back. You know, he was he, he was on a national title team, and you know he could do it for an SEC team. I think so. Um, it makes sense from the perspective for I think both perspectives really. Um, if that ultimately happens for Feaster to come to to come to Columbia. I know there was something we talked about on the show yesterday. Prominent radio host Paul Feinbaum of uh, SEC Network saying that uh, Will Muschamp should be on the hot seat going into 2019. I think that's more uh, blowing smoke from him uh, other than that. But, I mean, do you get a sense that, like many people, they're saying 2020 is the make or break year, but if next year is a disaster, are, are you seeing the power brokers behind the scenes getting frustrated with Will? I, I can't see it next year. Um, not at all, just because that schedule, you know, they could say all they want to about how tough it is every year, but next year is tough when you look at the teams that are going to come to Columbia and the teams they have to go play. Um, I don't think anyone's really going to be calling for the, the burner to get turned up on Will Muschamp's seat this, after this season. I think 2020, like we've said, is kind of the put-up-or-shut-up year because um, that will be the majority of his players. That will be 55 years to, to build a program, and, and I think you need to start seeing some positive results at that point. And Heck, if they go out there and, and you know are competitive against a Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Florida, and, or beat one or two of them, then that kind of gives you some positive momentum going into that, that pivotal year for Will Muschamp. Um, but I think any kind of positive momentum out of next season is going to be uh, beneficial. One more for you, Colin, uh, from Gamecock Central. Uh, the final spot, uh, final scholarship on the basketball roster, as yet unfilled. Uh, do you think it, it is Henry? Do you think it's somebody else we're not hearing? Uh, wh where do you think we sit right now with that? Right now, I think it's probably zeroed in on Henry. I know that he likes his visit um, based on comments I've read and heard. Um, I know that they like him and they think he could be a really good fit, uh, especially in that thing to fill a role as a rebounder and a rim protector and, and a defender. So um, I think if I think that's where they're zeroing in on, and I think that's um, what South Carolina is hoping ultimately happens. 
You can find his work at GamecockCentral.com, part of the Rivals.com network. Always love what he brings to the table when he joins us every Tuesday night. Thanks so much, Colin. Be safe at the ballpark. And uh, if you're headed to Stark Vegas, uh, stay away from the cowbells. I will do my best. I'll make sure to Venmo you that 25 cents. Um, also, <laughs> I also hope that your room in Hoover is, is refundable. Is it? Yeah, well, I mean, we don't got to pay for anything until we get there. So who knows? Maybe on Sunday afternoon I'm making a trip down to good old Hoover, Alabama. Understand. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you all for having me. It is Colin Taylor from Gamecock Central here on SC Sports. That's a tough spot. That's really a tough spot. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. He's going to be in Starkville. And I think the SEC tournament begins on Tuesday. So he's going to have – I think he'll just have to drive right to Hoover. He's got to maybe pack for a whole week. That's not fun. Yeah. I mean, if they don't make it, you just, just drive come on home. home. But you pack for – you're going to pass Hoover on the way back from Mississippi. Right. You got plenty of clothes to stay anywhere. This is SC Sports. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is SC Sports, South Carolina Radio Network, as we continue on a Tuesday afternoon and evening, along with Lawton Swan, Will Pelagic. I did want to at least uh, clarify some things. The the Henry we were talking about is no, not William Henry Smush Parker. Mm. It was uh, Micaiah Henry, the transfer from Tennessee Tech. That's the guy we were talking about with Colin Taylor, who could be the uh, potential final roster spot for South Carolina out of the transfer portal. He... Uh, promised the coach at Lamar that he was going to take a visit there. He also is uh, getting interest from, as well as South Carolina, obviously, Arizona State, Wichita State, Virginia Tech, and Clemson all pushing for a visit. He's also trying to get Charlotte and uh, East Tennessee State in the state of Tennessee in order to get them that. And uh, quite honestly, uh, the Gamecocks should be looked at as the leader because they got the first visit and he spent a lot of time, according to multiple reports, talking academics with the folks there. So as a result, uh, we'll see how those things play out here over the next days and weeks. If uh, the Gamecocks can sure up that roster, he would definitely fit as a guy who can be an immediate impact rim protector for them uh, to go on that very uh, thin South Carolina front line. 866-640-9478. So I told you I, I've, I've taken a bit of a thematic look at today's program. Indeed. Swanee. Yes. Um, and this again is it's it's kind of talking about things that are new to us, like Coastal Carolina being a a program at the D one FBS level is a new thing for us. Focusing its attention on football is a new thing for okay. us. Does that mortgage the past when it comes to the stronghold when it comes to the baseball team there? So I'm going to take a, a, a significant left turn here and talk about the Carolina Panthers. Don't put on your blinker, bud. 
so this franchise played its first season in 1995. Would you say the NFL interest since then greater, less than, equal to, about the same? Okay, clarifying question. The NFL interest, okay. I'll, Nationally, locally? No, no, locally. I'm saying locally. I'm saying here in the state of South down. Carolina. Down. Down. Why would you say that is? I think that the way it was brought to the people, it felt more North and South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And then once it got into Charlotte, it really started to feel more North Carolina. Misfired execution. And people in the, in South Carolina, I think, sort of stepped back. So you mean to tell me that this area, that before 1995, largely a Falcons, Redskins, Dolphins, Dolphins, Heard a lot of people around Steelers. here. Steelers, Packers. Yeah. Transplanted area. Front runners. Yeah. I used to work with a Packer fan, so that's a couple of them actually from here. So that was that's odd. Right. It's an odd it's an, it's an odd flex. Rob Sanders is a Packer fan. Uh, that tells me everything I need to know about him. <laughs> Our buddy Rob sounds good on uh on our sister station here in the iHeart Media building. But you mean to tell me that without a team that borders this state, the NFL interest was greater than it is now in the state of South Carolina? Yeah, I mean, so I'm because I'm, 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 I'm well, the saying, Falcons were here. I'm, but I'm saying you're. I think you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I, I find that I find that statement interesting and perplexing on a variety of a variety of fronts. The Falcons. Or in some respects, are the exact same thing to people in South Carolina. Correct. It's the bordering state. If you grew up in the CSRA like I did, down in the Augusta, Barnwell, you know, North Augusta area, you know what games you get on Sunday on your television? Falcons. Games. You don't get the Panthers. You get the Falcons. Correct. That's still. And I would assume Charleston, and we may have to hear from our Charleston area Tigers, I venture to guess they probably get the Falcons as well. So this is my question. The same fan base that's more than willing to, like you said, like the Falcons or in the baseball sense, love the Braves. The Braves had a very strong, big stronghold here in the state of South Carolina. I've been coming down here for 20 years. Right. So I know about that. Anytime I wear Mets stuff around here, I get heckled. It's the way it works. This is a Nick. What shirt. happens if you wear Nick stuff? Do I get to heckle you? Yeah. Uh, you, trust me, you feel sorry for me for wearing Nick stuff. But working with you, I've realized that they're all orange and blue. I have they never, very much, I've never noticed very that all those teams are all orange and blue. Orange and blue. I have never known that. Knicks, Islanders, Mets are all orange and blue. You mm. realize you realize where the Mets drew their orange and blue from? Blue from the Dodgers. Okay. And orange from the New York Giants, from when they were the New York Giants. Did not York know baseball that. Baseball Giants. That's how that works. Uh, when they were both in New York. All your stuff looks alike. When it's you very wear much, these uniforms, it's very much, it's very much the same. I had no clue. But to the to the the point at hand, why does that? And again, I know it's just it has to do with time investment, and things of that nature. But why does it seem like people here are so willing to cross the borderline to Atlanta to root for the Braves, and yet not willing to do the same thing for Carolina with the Panthers? Like, what is it about Charlotte that people here hate? Again, I think it's access. And 
a prime example is the Braves were considered America's team for so many years. Mm-hmm. Superstation. And called on because of WTBS. Understand. And and you know, the fact that it was on every night in every home across the state, and there really was no competition. Like, who else were you going to pull for in baseball? So I dated a girl when I lived in Texas who was from Vermont. Okay, think about where Vermont is in the country. Oh, yeah. Vermont is probably closer. I have to look this up on a map. It's probably closer to Buffalo than it is to Boston. Maybe not. Maybe actually Buffalo is probably pretty far away. I think it's probably about the same, actually. Probably equidistant. Again, I'd have to look it up on a map. She, because she is technically in New England, rooted for the Patriots growing up. She spent. I, I have spent more time in the city of Boston than she has. And she's never been to Foxborough, which is like 45 minutes south of Boston. So what is what are the Patriots? And again, I know the Patriots have won. So a lot, winning cures a lot of that. But think about how old I am. 30 years, 32 years old, Patriots weren't winning until the year 2000. She was rooting for the Patriots when, you know, Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback, and and not the not the good years, and Pete Carroll was there, right? And like again, as, as for the for reference, the Buffalo Bills were going to Super Bowls during that time. What were what are they doing, or what what did they do to build a fan base that the Panthers aren't doing here in South Carolina? You know, I'm I'm not sure. Because it's not the Boston Patriots. People, people here around here call it the Charlotte Patriots. No one calls it the Boston Patriots it, it up there. It used to be, didn't it? It used to be, but they're now the New England Patriots. Right. And I mean, Carolina, I you know, I don't know, Will. I, I don't know how you, you adjust see, you see You see where my mind is today? I'm yeah. a very, I'm very intrinsic. I got a lot of sleep last night. So from that perspective, I I look at that and I'm I'm perplexed as to what they haven't done and I want to hear from you, 866-640-9478 or at SC Sports Show on Twitter and Facebook. What have they not done to you in the Palmetto State? Does does the, the legislation we heard last week change that, the practice facility? I mean, they, they practiced at Wofford. They had training camp at Wofford. Not like they didn't have some sort of stranglehold, stronghold in the state from that perspective. Does it take caravans? Does it take... What we saw a couple weeks ago with Cam Newton coming down here doing the Play 60 event? Well, what does it take? What if they had to put the stadium on the border? There was one idea originally. There was one idea originally. Put it in the uh, Carowinds, that that area. That was very much a an initial idea. Do the 50-yard line is the... That was very much an idea. I mean, that, that may have gone over better. I would have loved that. And you wouldn't have to drive into Charlotte to get to the game. That was innovative. Driving into Charlotte isn't a isn't as much of a pain in the neck as you make it out to be, though. I don't. Maybe just because I've 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 dealt with. I lived in Barnwell. Any I, traffic's a pain in the neck. I understand. We'll get into it a little bit more, and I have I have one other tentacle to this involving the game of golf. We'll get into here as well on the show eight six 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 four zero nine four seven eight. It's the SC Sports Show.
It is the SC Sports Show here, the South Carolina Radio Network. Lawton Swan, Will Pelagic. We talking. We're talking a little bit about the Bay State Patriots. That was a terrible idea. Whoever. 1971, New that, England was called the Bay State Patriots. That marketing manager was fire. Yeah, they went from the Boston Patriots to the Bay State Patriots for one year. Think about that. A lot of people are, are alive that remember when they were the Bay mm-hmm. State Patriots. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of that in my life. Where were you when you realized that the New England Patriots were once the Bay State Patriots? I was, I was, t- today, I was today years old when I found out <laughs> they were the Bay State Patriots. You, I, I knew they were the Boston Patriots at one point, yes. but the Bay State Patriots? So, intrepid uh, intrepid geography native and Google searcher John Pelagic, my Indeed father. he is. Has has texted in to inform me that Boston is about seventy five miles closer to Vermont than Buffalo is, and then he subsequently okay. date and then he subsequently texted me, "Who did you date that was from Vermont?" <laughs> Those files are classified. Yeah. Wow. Those files are classified. Thanks, Dad. Dating a Patriot fan was not as tough as dating a Yankee fan. I have that for reference, but it wasn't. It wasn't fun. It wasn't the best, but I'm saying that proves my point in that 75, what is 75 miles to you? That's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. But they did something to create a stranglehold in that New England area that the Buffalo Bills didn't to this person. Now, why are the Panthers, why have not the Panthers been able to build the kind of regional following outside of the city of Charlotte and subsequently a little bit of rock hill that that they haven't had i mean i mean i understand that that's just something that is very much born and 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 inane but in my mind i just i feel like they should be more pervasive than they are okay here here's another kind of issue i wonder about i'm ready so charlotte yes is on obviously the southern i guess middle central southern central part of north carolina right at the border Mm. i wonder if and i I don't know what the town would be or whatever but if charlotte was more centralized or even raleigh raleigh would it be greensboro would it be different and and the other thing too you have to remember is the tennessee titans sort of infringed on maybe what you may have been able to pull out of maybe some Tennessee fans if you were up a little closer to that area. So I, I you know, I don't know. Do you think people from East Tennessee root for the Titans more than the and than the Panthers? Like people, no, I'm saying people they, like like people in Gatlinburg. If they didn't exist, okay. if they weren't in Tennessee, got it. I'm saying if you because to the north, Virginia people are probably Redskin fans very much. So Heck, uh, who? Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., probably one of the most famous Redskin fans of all time. He's from Kannapolis, North Carolina. So, I don't know, Will. I don't know what would have made it work or what will make it work. It's still early, too, just 25 I'm say, years. I going to say it's not past tense. Yeah. I'm, I'm, solution, I'm a solutions-oriented sports talk host. I want to know what. how can I help you? Help me help you. Could it have anything to do with the way the NFL's set up in divisions now, four team divisions. Would that could that factor in at all? Because they play everybody. I mean, no. I they mean, play the Falcons, they play the Saints, they play the the Buccaneers. I mean Atlanta built their kind of their backing playing in the NFC West, oddly enough. Mm. I mean they were they were going and playing what? 
the 49ers, the Rams, and was it the Cardinals back then? Who was the, who was the third team in that? They were in the West. So that was... God, the Braves were in the West, too, when I yes. was growing up. That was horrible. Didn't do a lot. Those 735 starts, though. Man. That was the thing. 866-640-9478 is how you get in touch with us here on the SC Sports Show. I do want to talk about the potential return of the ACC Baseball Tournament to the upstate here coming up pretty soon as we look at from the standpoint of uh, where that sits. But do want to get our friend Jay Canes on the air. He wants to talk a little, uh, speaking of a North Carolina sport. Let's do it. Your Canes aren't looking too good there. Hockey Town USA. Jay Canes. Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> Churchill lives on, man. Hey, uh, I, have, I have two cents that might be uh, a contributor to your discussion of uh, why the um, uh, why the Carolina Panthers don't take off. And yeah, I, I've been noticing the same about the um, about, about the Hurricanes. Yeah. And uh, and well, that Ra- is, Raleigh you know, might as well be Siberia to people down here. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't find hockey fans anyway. But um, right. um, consider, you know, how long, how long, and how populated. Boston has been, and how you know people in the Northeast, you know, identify with that. You're up in the Northeast. I mean, there, there's nothing. New Hampshire, yeah, New Hampshire, Vermont, uh, upstate New York, uh, Maine. I mean, there, there's just nothing. And Boston has been around since what? Plymouth Rock. You know, whereas Charlotte, I, you know, for, forgive me, I'm not a, I'm not a native uh, Carolina, but um, has not been a giant populous city for a long time. And so who lives in Charlotte? Not long time fourth generation Charlotte teens or Charlotteans or whatever. Uh, but people who have come from somewhere else. And they, they bring along with them their bears and their packers and their Steelers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Understand it. How how uh, how do you feel about your hockey team tonight? Um, your adopted hockey team. I should say your hockey team. Your hockey team won last night. How do you feel about your adopted hockey team tonight? <laughs> my, my 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 second team. Yeah. Um, okay, the Canes. Um, like I say, never never give up. It's just crazy what what you have. Yeah, Boston seems to have the, the edge, but um, the, the Hurricanes play as a unit, and um, you know. Uh, I hate to upset my uh, St. Louis fans if any are listening, but really, the Canes, and, and don't take this the wrong way, the Canes fans are like, are loyal, like, you know, like a mutt. And don't take, don't take that the wrong way, because mm. mutts are loyal to their, to the people that they're with, right? right. And, and Canes, Canes fans, you know, when the goalie does something stupid, they're just, you know, oh, hey, that's all right. You know, we're still cheering for you. You know, St. Louis, you'll, you know, bring out the uh, bluebirds. No, that, and that's, that's, that's that's my frustration when I'm in St. Louis. That's that's because people in the uh, Missouri, state of Missouri, are the biggest bellwether fans I've ever been around. But that's kind of the way it, that plays out. Uh, Charlotte, by the way, first settled by those of the European Anglo-Saxon persuasion, 1755, Thomas Spratt. Also, Thomas Polk, who was the granduncle of President James K. Polk. 
So not as old as Plymouth Rock, but they've, they've, they've been around. You know why it's called the Queen City, right? Yeah, Queen Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte of Mecklenburg Strelitz, who was the Queen Consort of Great Britain and Ireland in 1761. So there you go. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a descendant of the Mayflower. Are you seriously? No. Yeah, Mary Chilton. Get out! First lady to step off the Mayflower. Was she on the the Nina, the Pinta, or the Santa That's Maria? Not the same. That was the Mayflower. Oh. What am I confusing that with? <laughs> Columbus. What was the name of the painter in the Santa, Santa Maria? Maria? Columbus. That, that was Columbus. Columbus. Did that not Plum- make the mainland. Uh-huh. Landed in like Barbados. But she was on the Mayflower. Yeah. Mary Chilton. Get out. Yeah, it's not all that big. About one in every 10 people in America are related to her now. Get out of here. Yeah, go spit in one of them tubes. You'll find out, Willie. We're probably brothers. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> My both sets of my family didn't get here. My my family's Ellis Island people. I got you. That's that's where we're from. I got you. <laughs> there was nobody checking the uh, registration when we arrived. No, we were not. We were not Mayflower descendants. We were more Ellis Island. Yeah, man. I can, both sets. I can trace it back to the 1300s. I, I can get you, I Sir can, Richard Chilton. I can get you about to the 1940s, and then I'm lost. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From all across the Palmetto State, this is the SC Sports Show on the South Carolina Radio Network. To be part of the show, call 866-640-9478 or connect with us at SC Sports Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now your hosts, Lawton Swan and Will Pelagic. It is the SC Sports Show, South Carolina Radio Network. I feel we've adjudicated a lot today. We've gone a while today on some very important things. Lawton Swan, Will Pelagic here with you. We thank you for making us a part of your evening, 866-640-9478. We'll take more calls. Uh, really just one of the things we talked about last hour that one was, what do the Carolina Panthers have to do differently to gain your interest when it comes to uh, what they've been over the course of the now 24 years inside the at least Carolina region? You know what? I buy into Jake Haynes, his theory. Charlotte, okay, so when I was a kid, uh-huh. Charlotte was a city, but but it wasn't. A, By the way, yeah, we were able to adjudicate the fact that your it was your great grandfather started Clemson in 1909, the year before my great grandfather emigrated to the United States, <laughs> right to America. So there you which go, which is beyond bizarre. I wanted to at least get that in before you. Yeah, go. that was that was beyond bizarre. But um, yeah, I kind of agree. It's sort of a new big city. Mm. I you know, I remember going up to my family's from York. Uh, over near Rock Hill, I remember going up there when I was a kid, and it was it it wasn't what it is now, 
It never felt as big as it does. And I'm sure the NFL added to Rock Hill. I don't know what the population was there 25 years ago, but I can assure you 40 years ago, it was nowhere near what it is today. Mm -hmm. And so I think because of that, you get a lot of people in the banking business that maybe come in from other cities and states, and they don't necessarily buy into the Panthers as their team. Transient area. Yeah, I think that's a legit, I think it's a legit argument. D.C. is a transient area, and they have the Redskins. Yeah, but think about how long it's been around. That's yeah. that's a different yeah. yeah. That's a different thing we're talking about. I understand. So that's where I think you get into a little bit of a a different appeal. And by the time the Panthers came in, everybody had a team. Right. Like everybody already had somebody. Right. Now there's a new girl in town, you're supposed to pull for her and, and take her to the prom. Well, I already got my prom date. But you I'm can't, going with the 49ers. But you can't say they haven't won. That's the thing. No, they have one. I think a new generation, twenty-five more years. You know, once some of the old people like me die off, the old farts. and the, yeah, and the people have grown up with the Panthers, right? There, that when everybody, again, this is not you because you have embraced the Panthers to a degree, to a degree. Yes, when they're really good, I'm definitely with them. When right. they're not, I'm yeah. I don't die. I live. I don't live and die with the Panthers. You 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 don't you don't you don't have tattooed Slam Newton on your chest yet. Uh Next to the tiger. No, ball. no, no, no. I did get on my arm. I didn't want to. Didn't want to go in. That do you, have, you don't have any tattoos, do you? No, negative. I have to get one. I, I, I'm surprised that you do not have like a tiger paw tattoo. Uh, so you don't know about that. You don't know about the Clemson Sports Law Tattoo Pact. No. Okay, so there was a pact put together several years ago. Uh huh. Amongst my family members. Correct. That if Clemson ever won a national title in our lifetime, that I could remember. Well, because they won eight in 81, but I don't remember. Right. So it had to be one that I can remember right, right. that I would get a tattoo. I see where this is going. That I would get a tattoo. You chickened out, didn't you? No, I haven't. Your wife said no. No, my wife got hers. She got the oh. coordinates for Death Valley. That's right. I haven't. I did notice that. And then I, my wife got a huge sunflower recently. Your your wife has more swag than you now. I've, That's her I've, third. I've, she has three tattoos. I've decided your wife has more swag than you. Well, Lowell's also in the tattoo pack. Lowell joined yes. my family tattoo yes. pack without being a blood family member. Former producer of the program. So me, my two nephews, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. we are all still, we have not done it yet. Now, you've got, know, you got, you're, du- you're doubly cursed. I, well, yeah, I thought I would curse clips of everything. Went one another one, so now I got to get two tattoos. Yeah, you got to get, you got to get, I gotta get, you got to get a sixteen on one and an eighteen on the other. I'm working on the gun so I can put it right there on the inside pocket. Yeah, you don't want that stretching out now. I'm putting it on the inside pocket right here, Willie. I'll tell, I'll tell you a funny story off the air actually. Um, oh, well, no, I'll tell it on the air. You can tell it now. So we go to this party. Yes. Um, a couple of years ago. Uh huh. And this was back after Clemson won the 2016. Everybody knew I had to get the tattoo, right? Mm-hmm. And I had been working out a lot then. Mm. And so I see this, uh, some fellow co-workers and some ladies I work with. And I see this guy sitting by the pool, and he's got a tattoo right where I wanted to get mine. Mm. On, the, so, on the bicep. Yeah, so it's a husband of one of the girls I work with, like right yeah. here. So I walk over, and I'm like, hey, dude, let me ask you, how that did that hurt? And he's like, no, no, no. And I said, <laughs> and I said so I said, because well, it's a tender spot. Yes. So... I have photoshopped a picture of the tattoo that I wanted, uh-huh. and so I pull out this photo of me, it's me flexing, but you can't tell it's me flexing, it's just my arm yes. and the tattoo I want, and I show it, and one of the girls goes, she goes, you couldn't have that tattoo, and I'm like, why? She goes, because you don't have guns like that guy. I zoomed out, and it was me. Mm. 
Will, I thought she would have I, – I think she would have drowned herself in the pool had she been able to. Oh, man. Because she had just said – She had just accused you of not having guns. guns. Yet they were my guns in yes. the front of us. That's why I'm back in the gym trying to get the swole on. I'm, so I can get my tat. I, I was. I'm very much on that dad bod for life plan. Is that that's the, where I'm at. The dad bod's in, bro. It's what people tell me. It's what they tell me. Uh, did your wife watch The Bachelorette last night? I hope not, but probably. We need to get her on as an official Bachelorette <laughs> correspondent. correspondent. They already had somebody leave because apparently the dude got there and his girlfriend had reached out to somebody connected with the show and said, hey, why is my uh, boyfriend going on The Bachelorette? Uh, that's awkward. Very awkward. She and they, they basically told her, uh, they told the, the the woman, the girl's name's Hannah, they told her and they said, yeah, this guy's got a girlfriend back home. And she pulled him. She's from, you would like her. She's from Alabama. So she's got that, that very southern roll tie drawl. Okay. And the only problem is this crop of contestants is uh, is very terrible, very bad. Like it's probably the worst crop of contestants I've seen since I've been following the show for about five years. I don't get into it, man. I know, I know you don't. So who's sitting on the Iron Throne? We, we, we've 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 taken oh, your forty-eight. Well, we can't we can't do this. Your forty-eight hour ban is up. What about people who haven't watched the series? If yet? you haven't watched it yet, it's your fault. It's your fault. I don't live. In, I don't live in the time of West. All right, I'll tell you what I. Winter hope, is coming. I'll tell you what I hope happens. I hope that it ends up being Tyrion Lannister. That's again. I'm. I'm. In, I'm. In, you or I are in the same boat, baby. I would love it to be Tyrion. Though there's part of me that feels like everything's gonna burn, and it's and, and the last guy standing is gonna be Bran Stark. Is really what I think. Really? Okay. I really think that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's um, and it's gonna be Bran sitting there staring over everything that's burnt, nobody left, and it's gonna be him. It's definitely, it definitely took a bit of a turn. Oh, it turned uh, this weekend. Everybody who was all about trying to talk about there being no carnage during this year, guess what? You got your fill last week. <laughs> there was some. There was some carnage. There was some carnage. <laughs> that's for I sure. I don't think we. I don't think we. We completely no, revealed we anything. haven't mentioned anyone that died or anything like that we're doing good so that's that's kind of where that, that, that's where you sit that that's enough of a non-spoiler alerty issue that we can present to you can the hcc tournament make its return to the state of south carolina a prominent member of our community believes so We'll come back and detail you on that and also an update of what's going on between Clemson and Coastal Carolina. We come back as well as South Carolina and USG Upstate. SC Sports Show, Lawton Swan, Will Pelagic here. Clemson Tiger Baseball, we mentioned earlier, got a quick run in the first inning. Well, Will, they tacked on seven in the second. They've since added a run in the third and fourth inning. They now lead Coastal 10-1 to in the top of the fourth in what felt certainly like a must-win game for this team. Still a lot of baseball left to be played. But off to a very good start are the Tigers this evening. We got a tweet from somebody listening on the iHeartRadio app and on uh, Periscope as well. 
which you can find us at SC Sports Show. This is from FCS Nation Radio. Our uh, gentleman out in Montana says, Topic for you, since the Gamecocks can't beat the Citadel in football and are an also-ran in the SEC, isn't it time they ask the SOCON to readmit them? Oof. Discuss. That's a little harsh. Right? That's a little harsh. I mean, it's not like the Metro Athletic is uh, still in existence. I mean, you know. <laughs> For hoops. Too soon. They're playing in Conference USA in soccer. They are. Is that available? Not the same. It's not the same, Swanee. What would it have been like if these two schools were still in the ACC? That's my question. Because then again, mm. all of this... All this concern from Gamecock fans about where Clemson is and where they're not would make more sense to me. And I've I've always been a proponent of you got to worry more about where Georgia, Florida, Tennessee are than you do about Clemson. You cannot concern yourselves with where Clemson is. You cannot do that if you're a Gamecock fan. It's wasted energy. Let Clemson win their sixth championships in the next ten years. <laughs> God. Just let it happen. You got to concern yourself with where Georgia and Florida, and Tennessee are, and beat Kentucky, and beat A&M. Yeah, it would be interesting to see where South Carolina would be had they not left. It would be. Very interesting. Because they were more of a basketball power than Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, football was you know, not, not I mean, it's about the same, I, I mean, guess. you're talking about the 1969 ACC champion, Swan. I don't know what you're talking about. It man. was about the same. Yeah. They, But the competition, I think, would have been would have been easier. I up until this point, I you know, if you put South Carolina in the, in the ACC now, they wouldn't want to play Virginia. Where would they pick? Oh, well. I'm just saying. Oh. Oh man. All right, so we're going to do Sorry, a, was that was that too soon? A, oh, that's a that is my Listen, you're wearing the orange today. Um where would they be? Let's say they were in the Coastal Division. Uh, I want to look at... I mean, I know the Coastal Division, but it's hard when you can't look at all the names. Where would they rank if you popped them into the Coastal Division right now? Behind... In terms of football, they're behind Virginia Tech, typically, I would say, on a regular basis. Typically. I think they're behind. I don't, know, I don't know if they're behind them where they sit. No, no, no. Now. This is. I'm just saying. Are oh, you talking about historically? Historically, they're behind Virginia Tech. Mm. They're behind Miami. Mm. They're probably historically behind Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech has a national championship in the 1990s. They're probably fourth. They're ahead of Pitt, North Carolina, Duke, and Virginia. Yeah, now, I think more recently they've been better than Georgia Tech. They have been. But Miami's played for a conference championship in the ACC already, mm. finally. Virginia Tech's played for several. Mm-hmm. South Carolina's only played for one in the SEC. I I think in I think they're a top 3-4 team in the Coastal. Mm-hmm. In the Atlantic, they're not better than Clemson. They're traditionally not better than Florida State. Correct. They Probably on par with NC State. Mm-hmm. So third or fourth, maybe. I think anything involving them in the Coastal is probably preferred. Just because of the fact that, to me, it feels like 
if you're going to put them anywhere, you probably put them in the coastal and then have Clemson be their permanent cross divisional. Right. Because that seems like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're third or fourth in e- either either division right now. And for many years, in fairness to Clemson, for many years the Tigers were typically second or third behind Florida State and so, or whoever. So if they're so if you're third and fo- third or fourth in the ACC, then where would you say they fit now in the SEC East, as far as where their hierarchy is? I think they're about the same. About, the, about, sa- about, about the same. Fourth. Yeah. So you're telling me. Wait, are you sitting here and you're telling me that there's really no difference between the ACC and the SEC in your minds? I'm saying this facetiously, of course. Yeah, I'm... Because I'm sitting here and telling you that this ACC versus SEC thing is so overblown and stupid and, 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 and nonsensical that it makes my brain hurt. I feel like in the Atlantic Coast Conference, in the Coastal Division... I feel like the SEC East is no different than either division of the ACC. I tend to agree in a lot of respects. I think if you if you that might be a hot take for people, but that's just the way it is. So Kentucky's been better recently than normal. Agreed. That's an outlier, though. Okay, so we both agree. They've How long been, did it take? For, it took them forty five years to beat Florida. Right, right, right. They've been better than normal. We agree. Yes, that's about to come to an end. I think. Vanderbilt stinks. Awful. They're the worst of of all of them. They're worse than Duke, North Carolina. They're traditionally worse Vanderbilt than Vanderbilt stinks. Missouri, I'll say this as the resident Missouri fan here, their football history prior to 2007 really comes down to two years, 60 and 69. And that really is it. And, I mean, they had one... One year in state, 78, they went to the Liberty Bowl. That was a pretty good year. They beat Nebraska. That's about it. Other than, 0, other than 07, 13, 60, and 69, that's their football history, which is a little bit more than South Carolina, but not by much. So I'd say that South Carolina ranks probably behind Missouri historically in football. If if the SEC East will is, if you could take it and combine it with the Coastal, Georgia's number one. Right. Florida, two. Are we talking now or just in general? In general. I think Miami's probably two. They got five national yeah, titles. Yeah. Then Florida. And, and, and again, well, I mean, but oh, Florida State. Georgia's got one national title. I mean, yeah. I don't know how we're going to. We got to get some kind yeah. of measure. I feel yeah. like I'm in science and my teacher's going, yeah. no, guys, listen. We keep forgetting Florida State, you, although Florida State now is, is not. In the, is but they're not, in the Atlantic. That's right. So that's not right. the oh, coastal. Sorry, I was, division. I was, I was sorry. I forgot you were talking about coastal. But even still, I mean, it's like when my teacher's like, guys, you have to use the scientific method. You're ju- uh-huh. You cannot jump. So we're kind of. I'm sorry. I don't like using your beaker. I prefer, I'm much more of a graduated cylinder guy. So if I'm a, if I'm just thinking that spitball, forget all titles and everything. Yeah, we talk about today as they just sit. in general. Today as Georgia's one, if we combine those two leagues. Yes, Florida. Uh, I think Florida's two. Yeah, I think Miami may third, ultimately be three. Third. Miami's third, kind of by default, I would say. Fourth. Virginia, <laughs> I say. I, you know, I feel like Virginia Tech has a chance to, How, to be better this year. What if year, we but. combine the ACC Atlantic with the SEC West and the ACC Coastal with the SEC East? Oof, and ranked them out. 
Oh my lord, that would be fun though. We should do that. I think not I, on the I, air. I, I need paper and pencil. I, I think I think that's I think that's tonight's homework. I need assignment. an abacus. That is tonight's slide rule. That is tonight's homework assignment. If the ACC Atlantic combined with the SEC West and the ACC Coastal combined with the SEC East, what kind of jumble would that be? It's so funny because Florida State's awful right now. Yes. But normally not awful. Well, Florida State is awful because of one reason and one reason only. It's because they hired an incompetent imbecile to be their head coach. I mean, we're going to... They say it's not going to work out for Taggart? We're going to look back at that hire and maybe say it was the dumbest thing any Power 5 school could have done to their football program in the last 25 years. That's a hot take, but maybe. I don't know. I mean... Could you name Could you name me a, a, a greater misfire? What would be the greatest misfire coach hire? Hasn't he just been there a year? Yeah. He's not done. He, I mean, maybe he turns it around. Did you see the way that team looked last year? I did. They were they bad. They could not beat a high school team. If you put if you put Florida State on the field with with uh, to carry on Joiner's Fort D team, they would have won. <laughs> was it was Fort? It was Fort, yeah, it was Fort, Fort D. D. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just saying. I don't know if they would have won. Hot takes. It's 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 that time of year, folks. It's the time of year where we'll start saying stuff that's silly. So I, I, I've been holding on to the ECC baseball tournament. Could return to the Palmetto State story for like three segments now. We will get to it. I've been teasing it for about part of 45 minutes. You'll hear from what the Greenville Drive GM told the state newspaper about why he thinks the ACC baseball tournament is coming back to the Palmetto State. Next on SC Sports. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swan Willie P here with you. I hope you're enjoying yourself today. Do we have an update on what's going on at beautiful Springs Brooks Stadium in the Almighty Beach? Yeah, the uh, Chanticleers pushed two across in the bottom of the fourth inning, narrowing Clemson's lead to 10-3. So they're in the top of the fifth inning, just getting set to get rolling. They're in the third at Founders Park. No score. South Carolina, USC Upstate. This is a punted game for them. They're more focused again, as we said on the weekend. Uh, needing, I would say, needing to win two to feel good. One can still get them in, depending on how the how it sits. To feel good about going to uh, Hoover, they are in a three-way tie entering the final weekend of SEC play with Alabama and Kentucky. Have a tie break with Kentucky. They do not have one with Alabama, and if they finish in a three-way tie, Bama has the tie break. Uh, you mentioned a note to me during the break about Horace Grant. Yeah, Horace Grant. Former Clemson Tiger, four-time NBA champion, going to be representing the Chicago Bulls tonight 
in the uh, NBA draft. I loved Horace Grant as a kid. Trying to pick up some Grant's like Horace. I think he's about the only Clemson person I know in a uh, hip-hop song, of course. Um, mm-hmm. All About the Benjamins, baby, by mm-hmm. Biggie Smalls, the Notorious B.I.G., and Puff Daddy. Speaking of rap, you said something to the effect of uh, one of the very famous people attached with Clemson uh, was very much perplexed as to find out who Dabo Sweeney was <laughs> hanging out with in Toronto. <laughs> oh, listen, uh, Kelly... Gramlich, who is the co-host of Out of Bounds with Qualk and Kelly up on 105.5 The Roar in the upstate, had a fantastic tweet earlier today. So I think we mentioned that Dabo Sweeney had been on this world tour, if you will, of sporting events. It's the Dabo Look at Me tour. Man, lots of fun. But here's the thing. Tim Bray, who we all know is Clemson Google and, of course, seems to know everything. Except. Here's, here's Kelly's tweet. She says, best story of the day, when Dabo sent Tim Bray the picture that he took with Drake. Tim had no idea who Drake was, so he Googled the Raptors, 76ers, and Blue Jays rosters trying to figure out which pro athlete Dabo Sweeney had taken a picture with. Did not know Drake. This is a man that knows everything. Did not know Drake. Uh, found out, according to... Uh, so, so Monday, I had it all set up and all planned out you had been wanting me to wear my Dennis Rodman socks, yeah, because of our of our uh, dual love for him. Oh. I was going to wear it for Dennis on his birthday, except for the fact that news we found out yesterday made me think that it might have been done in poor taste, because our 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 beloved worm is is in trouble. What do you law. mean? He's in trouble with the law again. Well. I wouldn't say he's in in the kind of trouble he used to be in, but he's he's not in he's he's, he's in a he's in a bit of a spot as he, we say. He turned fifty eight yesterday. Well, according to a report from the Los Angeles Times, the owners of a hot yoga studio alleged that Rodman, on two occasions, entered their business and, along with a couple of associates, ripped off thirty five hundred dollars in merchandise, including a ginormous geode amethyst crystal. Group, I don't even know what that is. The group actually hauled the the crystal out of there, or or hauled uh, out of the uh, establishment after smashing the geode crystal to bits. It weighed four hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Do you think Dennis Robin at fifty eight has super strength? The guy lifts the enormous crystal off the checkout desk. There's video of this. Takes two steps, uh, basically toward a dolly. And it smashes to pieces. If it hadn't weighed 400 pounds, he probably would have gotten it on there safely. Look, he's he's he basically Dennis is distracting the uh, is distracting people. He's this guy is literally taking the the crystal to try to put it on a dolly, and he and he and he, and he oh oh no. And now they're all leaving. Way to go. Where are we? TMZ. This is uh. It's on Deadspin if you look at it. Just just any any Google search of Dennis Rodman can come up with this article and I, find it. Man. It's not I, good. It's not good. No, I love Dennis Rodman though. Very bad. Very bad for us. So uh getting back to matters of more local importance, uh the state newspaper has a story out from our good friend Matty Connolly. Uh he talked to the general manager of the Greenville Drive, Eric Jarenko about the open bid now underway 
from the folks in the upstate to try and secure the ACC baseball tournament for the years beyond this one. This is the final year of the ACC holding the baseball tournament in Durham at Durham Bulls Athletic Park. We told you, I believe it was yesterday, that the International League, which oversees most of AAA baseball, at least on the East Coast, has put in a new provision that will ban its member teams from blocking out parts of its schedule to bid on things such as conference tournaments and things of the like. Uh, so basically preventing them from, from hosting those events in that regard. They can still have other events. It's just they need to be determined once the schedule comes out. And if it ends up interfering with that schedule, which it does here in this case, then, uh, then they have to obviously use a different date. So as a result of uh, this, basically any conference tournaments inside minor league ballparks of a AAA variety on the East Coast are somewhat negated. That includes not just... Durham, but it also includes uh, the Louisville Bats Park as well, and uh, others uh, across the ACC footprint. Uh, Charlotte also is involved in that as well, so Charlotte can't have it at uh, BB&T Ballpark because they, of course, are also in the International League. It does not affect the folks in Greenville who play in the South Atlantic League, and as you know, they have a very uh, strong history with that tournament. When it comes to the old Greenville Braves Stadium, 87 to 95 is when they had the tournament there. Last time it was in South Carolina was in 2000 and 2001 when it was actually in the old Charlotte Knights Stadium in Fort Mill. Uh, they tried to put it in Myrtle Beach at Springs Brook Stadium, but because of the Confederate flag issue, uh, they had to pull it away from there and go elsewhere. I love the fit. I mean, it it seems to fit maybe in, in Greenville better than even... Uh, in Durham, in my opinion, but well, Durham, I feel, gives too much of an advantage to the to the Tobacco Road teams, in my opinion. Duke kind of uses it as a, as a pseudo home stadium. Uh, NC State plays a lot of games there. North Carolina, obviously, very close. That stadium is overrun by Tobacco Road area fans when those schools are involved, and not as much when other teams are playing other than Clemson. I wonder if you'd get the same attendance at in Greenville as you would though at Durham. That's my only that's my only concern and question is where where is the perfect place to put it that enclose that that ensures that you get the buy-in from all the fan bases to be there basically for the entire time regardless of whether the team is there. It's a smaller ballpark. It's one thing that's an advantage. Yeah. I, I would yeah. say the advantage I'd say I'd say there's an advantage to having a smaller park for this venue well, than you, it is. You've got to have enough you gotta have enough uh room and board you know, hotels in the area. I think Greenville has that because they've I mean they've hosted they've hosted NCAA basketball first and second round games. So I think if you if you can host that, you can host a conference baseball tournament in my mind. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure, Will. I, I think, you know, we mentioned Atlanta the other day. That just doesn't seem quite right. Seems almost too big. It seems too big, and it seems too removed from the footprint. Would there not be a way to... I've said Richmond, man. That seems... Not that I don't want it here. But right. I, think, I, don't, I don't understand why Richmond isn't getting in on this, but their new ballpark. I mean, not their new ballpark, but their their, their ballpark in general. Yeah, I don't know. Greenville seems to be a decent 
De- Charlotte would be good too if they could, but I know the stadium deal there doesn't work. That, but that would be a good venue. The Flying Squirrels Ballpark holds. I'm getting there. The Diamond. It holds. Twelve. It holds 9,500 for the Flying Squirrels. 12,000 when VCU plays there. So they expand it a little bit when VCU plays there. Well, and like I said, I, I think Columbia is a decent venue. This this would be fun over at Spectrum Park. Should be interesting. Is SE Sports, South Carolina Radio Network. We have some odds and ends to wrap up when we get back. You are locked into SE Sports, South Carolina Radio Network. Juan Will for Logic. Will, I watched the Dennis Rodman video you spoke yes. up moments ago. Yes. It's a weird video, isn't it? Not? It's was the oddest robbery attempt I've ever seen. Well, I'm not sure what happened. Rod- Robin looks like in the video, he's trying to pull the okie doke on the, on the sales manager there. And he's got two associates trying to uh, abscond with uh, memorabilia and merchandise, including that big amethyst crystal that apparently is valued at around $2,500. And But here's the thing. Gentlemen drops it while he's trying to load it on a with the dolly. employee is in the room they have a dolly with a sheet like they're moving like what i've never owned a store will uh-huh but i can't imagine a lot of people roll to yoga studio for the record okay it's a yoga studio. i've never owned a yoga studio mm-hmm. hard for me to believe that anybody rolls into a yoga studio with a dolly and uh and a like a, a sheet to cover something up and you don't think something's Weird. We're just gonna load this, and that I mean, thing is Dennis Rodman. He is a little weird. It doesn't weigh four hundred pounds. That guy couldn't pick up a four hundred pound anything. Is that like your uh, your non-existent guns that uh, involve your uh, tattoo? Uh, yeah, tattoo pack. The other thing too. Uh huh. They claim that it damaged the floor to the tune of like twenty five hundred dollars when that thing fell mm. and shattered. In addition to the the value of the crystal now i cannot lie the women that were with robin were definitely sneaking some gear into their purses oh, oh they were sneaking they were sneaking and absconding it's very odd it's a very odd video but i feel i feel i, I, I felt that as a result i could not wear the robin socks i think robin's being framed is that is that a fact yeah Dennis robin's never done anything bad in his life and you're not been, one not one thing playing music loud you will not you will <laughs> You will you will not sit here and stand for this. And when you watch this, the video, you tell me if you think Rodman... You will not sit here and stand for this Dennis Rodman heresy. If Rodman is orchestrating this thing, we need to sit down and talk with Rodman because it was not a good... It was not a good... Uh, would, would would you sit here and say, to your to the best of your knowledge, that Dennis Rodman is a stably-minded individual? Uh, No, I would not. Okay. I would not. But I would also say, if that goes to court, if you're Rodman, you go... Do you think I'm that dumb? I mean, that's my defense. And the answer, the judge would be like, like yes, I yes. do. Yes, yes, I do. So, it's funny. This 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 was top of my list, and I'm surprised as heck we hadn't even gotten to it yet. The NCAA, in its infinite wisdom, has formed a working group to examine the issues highlighted in the recently proposed federal and state legislation that relates to 
students being able to make money off of their name and likeness. This is something that was brought about, uh, again, as you said, by a federal legislation that's proposed. And obviously, because of that, uh, there'll be a lot of people who have a vested interest in this. Uh, many, uh, obviously, in the in the collegiate athletics scheme, but also this is really the main reason that took down the video games that were so very popular with regards to NCAA football and men's basketball. I would say that it's an ancillary part of this. I don't know if that's necessarily a main part of this. I would say it's the main part. I know you would say it's a main part. Uh, We have no uh, direct link to anybody here on the list who is part of that team. But there are student-athletes involved, and I think that part of it is at least important because I think that does it, they do need a voice in this. Former Big Tw- or current Big 12 commissioner Bob Bowlesby is on this list. Also Val Ackerman, the commissioner of the Big East Conference. Val has been a part of the uh, WNBA as well. Uh, Gene Smith, who is the AD at Ohio State, he is the co-chair on this. Certainly we can uh, trust him to make the right decision, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, no one else that you really would know of unless you knew the uh, director of athletics at University of Virginia, Carla Williams, is on this as well. But other than that, uh, nobody uh, of note that would make sense. Uh, Colorado AD and a faculty athletic representative from the University of Tennessee among those who are part of this. Uh, Gene Smith saying, while the formation of this group is an important step to confirming what we believe is an association, this group's work will not result in paying students as employees structure is contrary to the NCAA's educational mission and will not be a part of this discussion. And of course, anything that is proposed will be uh, tethered to education, as a quote from Val Ackerman. Look, I've I've been big on this. I, I think this is something that needs to come about because I do believe that this is a simple right that any student has, whether or not you play a sport, whether or not you just attend school, you should be allowed to make name off, make money off your likeness, and it shouldn't compromise your amateur status, especially if this stuff is controlled with NCAA oversight. And you mentioned the baseball model all the time. If you have an agent or an advisor that is approved by the NCAA, there is no reason why that agent or advisor can't at least facilitate the procedure that involves you making money off that name and likeness because, again, they're allowed to basically be an advisor in baseball as long as they don't accept money. What is the money going to hurt? So is it for you that you want these kids to have money or is it for you you want them to benefit off their likeness? Because I think those are two different things. I think it's the same. No, because there are kids whose likeness isn't worth anything. But I also think that you could probably benefit off your likeness in a non-revenue sport just as easily as you could in a, in a revenue sport. Because I, I, people keep saying, oh, this is, this is about football, this is about basketball. That's about all the students. This is about the student who is there on a partial scholarship playing baseball or softball. Because think about a lot of these schools. A lot of these schools, and, and this is Clemson in South Carolina, this is Paramount. These schools are treated like professional franchises in a very big way. Okay. So the cost of attendance scholarship, yes, which exists, the stipend, the scholarship between two thousand and five thousand dollars normally, yes. somewhere in there. Let me ask you this, Will: When you went to college, mm-hmm. your parents paid your way. Yes. Okay. How much spending money did they give you a month? You remember? I can't. I can't remember off the the top of my head, but a lot of that was covered by the meal plan. 
Okay, my dad gave me three hundred dollars a month in nineteen ninety five. Three hundred times twelve is thirty six hundred dollars. Right, that falls above the average of what the cost of attendance scholarship is today. Mm-hmm. Except, my dad was also paying room and board tuition. Yes, all, all of that meal plan. Yeah, all that stuff is covered by the kids. Mm-hmm. If every student, and I, and I don't know if the cost of attendance is going to every student, I probably should know if it's every student or just like the I major sports. I think it's. I think it's but, only the scholarship athletes. Okay, I want dude, to say. the scholarship athletes are making more money right now than a lot of kids are getting, whose mm-hmm. parents are paying their way to school. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like they're missing out. Now I understand Trevor Lawrence, the big name guys. I get they're missing out a lot, mm-hmm. but the reality is. A lot of these athletes are getting free gear, free this, free education, free all, free tutoring, free everything. But and not but not a lot of them are getting the full ride is the problem. Like the like we talked about this with the baseball. Is okay, yes. Baseball I, and the softball. A lot of them are not getting the free ride. Like they baseball or sorry, basketball on the men's side. This is a true and, statement and, you're making. And yes. football those are the only those are the only students the basketball players and the football players are really the only ones who are getting the full free ride. And I would argue they're really the only ones that could make a lot of money off of their likeness. I think that they can make more. I'm not saying that they're the only ones who can make the money. I think again, you're you're, you're underestimating the place that a lot of these universities hold in the places that they are. Like like this might not mean anything to a student at UCLA, but a student at Clem, uh, a student athlete at Clemson or South Carolina in a non-revenue sport. Think about the Gamecock women's tennis team right now. They're going to the Elite Eight. You mean to tell me that there wouldn't be a place that wouldn't mind having them out to do a an autograph signing and to have those those young ladies make some more money? You mean to tell me that that wouldn't draw interest and wouldn't draw the ability to get them some more money in a in a in a, a sport that does not have full scholarship rides maybe mm. maybe it's an interesting we can continue this we can continue this this is this is this is an ever changing and ever growing discussion so hope you enjoyed the program today we will get back at you tomorrow same time on the south carolina radio network for lawton swan i am will pelagic we say so long on sc sports I'm going to get in that car, go hang out with my wife and my kids and my dog, and have a cold Coors Light. See ya. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.